Welcome to another edition of Focus on the Kingdom. This is Anthony Buzzard inviting you again to search the Scriptures with us as we continue with our investigation of Jesus' favorite topic, the Gospel, the saving Gospel indeed, the Gospel about the Kingdom of God. We've been pointing out that words are representative of thoughts, and the words of Jesus are the most precious words ever uttered by any human being. These are the words, Jesus says, by which we are going to be judged. And these are the words which contain within them the germ of immortality, the seed of the power to live forever. Now surely every one of us wants to live forever. Our days are numbered. It doesn't matter whether we're young or old. Life is a fleeting thing. But Jesus came as a preacher of good news about how to gain immortality and live forever in the kingdom of God. Did you know that the secret of life forever, the secret of immortality, lies in those words of Jesus? In John 6, verse 63, Jesus said, The words I speak to you are spirit, are life. In other words, they contain within them the way to life, the germ of immortality, the seed of life forever. And so it is to those words that we must give our rapt attention. Jesus spoke like no other man has ever spoken, and his mission and ministry was driven by the concept that not only he himself had found the secret of life forever, but he was able to confer that secret on others, on those, that is, who paid attention to his words. In 1 Timothy 6, verse 3, Paul spoke about the sound words, health, giving words. Actually, the Greek means health-giving rather than just sound. And what are those words? Well, Paul went on to describe them exactly. He spoke of the health-giving words, namely the words of our Lord Jesus Messiah. Paul always referred back to the words of Jesus, the word indeed, the message, the gospel of Jesus about the kingdom of God, and the words of Jesus and the reason for Paul's insistence on the words of Jesus as the basis of true faith is simply this, that in the Great Commission at the end of Matthew 28, Jesus had commanded the apostles, and remember that Paul thought of himself as an apostle and was indeed one, Jesus there in Matthew 28 issued the charter for the church until the end of the age when Jesus returns, and that mandate, those marching orders were simply this, relay everything that I have taught, in the whole wide world, Jesus said. And in Matthew 24:14, Jesus amplified that statement by saying, this gospel about the kingdom of God, that's to say, this gospel that we Christians preach concerning the kingdom of God will be heralded in the whole wide world to all the nations, and then the end of the age and my second coming will happen. Matthew 24, verse 14. And so you see the teaching and the word and words of Jesus are the foundation of the gospel of salvation. Many people seem to think today that Paul somehow invented the gospel or started the gospel. That's absolutely untrue to our New Testament documents. The gospel began to be preached by Jesus. You'll read it plainly in Hebrews chapter 2 and verse 3. There the writer of the Hebrews plainly says that Jesus was the initiator of the gospel message the gospel message of the kingdom, of salvation indeed, goes back to Jesus. 
Now it's true, of course, that Jesus' death and resurrection are equally essential parts of the salvation process, but many people are neglecting the words of Jesus. Jesus, you see, was a saving teacher. He wasn't just somebody who died on a cross to save and rose again. No, he labored to save with his message, and his message did not become obsolete when he died. Far from it. The apostles never for one moment imagined that they were preaching some other gospel than Jesus had preached himself. That's why the kingdom of God gospel is the underlying theme of the whole of the New Testament, indeed of the whole of the Bible. The gospel of the kingdom was preached from the very beginning of Jesus' ministry, Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. The gospel of the kingdom was the foundation of Jesus' own preaching. It was the reason for which he was commissioned by God. Luke 4, verse 43. Luke 16, verse 16 says that since the time of John the Baptist and the ministry of Jesus, the gospel of the kingdom had been preached. Jesus sent the apostles out to preach the very same gospel. You'll find that in Luke chapter 8. This gospel of the kingdom must be preached in the whole world, Jesus said in Matthew 24:14. In the book of Acts 8 and verse 12, we find that it was only when people believed the gospel about the kingdom and the name of Jesus Christ that they were ready to be baptized. That's to say that they were fit to enter the church as properly instructed converts. In Acts 14.22, Paul said, Through much tribulation we must enter the kingdom of God. Note the language there carefully. He didn't say, Through much tribulation we shall eventually go to heaven. Heaven in the Bible is nowhere the destination of the dying. As a leading Cambridge Bible scholar said recently, Heaven is conspicuously absent from the teaching of Paul in regard to our future, says my Bible dictionary. What then is the objective of the Christian effort? Well, here it is in Acts 14.22. Through much tribulation we are destined to enter the kingdom of God. That's to say, enter it by the narrow gate that leads to life, and that entrance will be permitted and granted to us when Jesus Christ returns to raise the dead and to grant immortality to the faithful of all the ages. In Acts 19, verse 8, Paul, for three months, reasoned, argued, dialogued, and discussed about the kingdom of God. That's what Christians did in the New Testament. But can we say with confidence that Christians today dialogue on the issue of the kingdom of God? Most Christians have difficulty defining the kingdom of God, and many do not realize that it's the heart of the gospel as Jesus himself preached it, and all the apostles in the New Testament preached it. In Acts 20, verse 25, Paul summarized his mission. In a farewell discourse there to the Ephesian church, Paul said, I went about among you heralding the kingdom. Could that be said with complete confidence about much modern preaching? Today we hear much about the death and resurrection of Jesus Christ and request that we should accept him somehow I must say in a rather vague manner, accept him in our hearts. But Jesus, you see, didn't invite people to accept him into their hearts. He said, repent and believe in the gospel of the kingdom. Mark chapter 1, verses 14 and 15. Now, has the message of Jesus changed? I thought Jesus was the same yesterday, today, and forever. In which case, he's thinking today as he used to think when he was on earth. And he will continue to think in this way. He hasn't changed. But are we sure that we are reflecting in our evangelism the language and purpose of Jesus, his kingdom language?
The language of the church, one spokesman for the church wrote recently, the language of the church had better be the language of the New Testament. To proclaim the gospel with new terminology is hazardous. When much of the message and valuable overturns that are implicit in the New Testament might be lost forever. End of quotation. It's essential to reflect and to copy and to repeat the very words of Jesus and to give to those words, of course, the meaning which Jesus himself attached to those words. And for that we must remember always that Jesus was a Jew, a first century Jew, and his language reflects that first century Palestinian Jewish background. It's fatal for us to read our own Western American psychological ideas into the New Testament. If we do that, we may wind up with a totally different gospel than the gospel according to Jesus and the apostles. So let's spend a few minutes thinking about what really the gospel according to Jesus is. In Luke 4 verse 43, Jesus said, I must proclaim the gospel about the kingdom of God. That's the reason for which I was sent. And in Luke 5, verse 1, we learn that the crowds were surrounding Jesus and they were listening to the Word of God. There we have an important definition. The Word of God is the shorthand New Testament phrase for the gospel as it came from the lips of Jesus, the kingdom of God gospel. And so the Word of God in the New Testament does not mean just the Bible as a whole, it means quite specifically the saving message of the gospel about the kingdom as Jesus preached it. Compare Luke 4.43 with Luke 5 verse 1 and you can make that equation. The word of God, the message, is defined as the message of the kingdom of God. We have an article entitled The Christian Gospel and in this we analyze all the different phrases used for the one gospel in the New Testament. That gospel is simply and plainly defined in Acts 8, verse 12, as being the gospel about the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus. But it's also called the gospel of our salvation, the gospel of Jesus Christ, the gospel of grace, and so on. It has many different terms. Just as, for example, we don't always speak of the United States of America. We might talk of America or the United States or the U.S. and so on. And so it is in the New Testament. There was a common understanding between writer and reader in the New Testament that the gospel was the gospel as it had originated in the teaching ministry of Jesus. And so they refer to the gospel sometimes without defining it further. But in this article on defining the gospel of the kingdom, we list all the different phrases and show how they go back to that one parent idea, that one master idea in which the genius of the Christian faith is concentrated that greatest of all ideas, as it was propounded and expounded and proclaimed by Jesus Christ, the Messiah of Israel. We invite our listeners to request from us by using the telephone number or the address to be given at the end of this program, this article entitled The Christian Gospel. We'd like to send this to you free for your personal Bible study at home. We think that you will find it eye-opening. It unifies the teaching of Jesus and all the apostles and gives you a simple basis around which to organize everything else you learn in the New Testament. The gospel of the kingdom is the heart and soul of salvation, the saving message as Jesus preached it. And I'm happy to tell you that Paul preached exactly the same gospel. Read it for yourself in Acts chapter 28, verses 23 and 31. 
There we find Paul dialoguing with the Jews initially in verse 23 of Acts 28. He convened a number of Jews to his house, and from dawn till dusk they discussed the kingdom of God and Jesus Christ. And when some of those Jews refused to hear Paul's words and simply did not believe that Jesus was the Messiah and did not believe that Jesus was the one commissioned to establish the kingdom of God in the future, then Paul said, All right, then I will turn to the Gentiles, and they will hear this message. And the very last thing we find Paul doing in the book of Acts, as though Luke is underlining the fact that the gospel is indeed the gospel about the kingdom, what we find Paul doing is precisely this, preaching the kingdom of God and the name of Jesus Christ for two whole years, unhindered in Rome. You'll find that in the last verses of the 28th chapter of Luke's account of the early church, the book of Acts. I think there really can be no doubt at all that the gospel has a definite label. The saving gospel, as Jesus preached it, is the gospel concerning God's kingdom, and that kingdom, as Jews knew when Jesus preached it to them, had to do with the national restoration of a sound Davidic government on the earth. Jesus claimed to be the Messiah. He claimed, therefore, to be the first world ruler who is successfully going to subdue the earth and reorganize humanity worldwide on a much saner and sounder basis. Our time is running out for today. We invite you to request from us a tape of the recording you've been hearing and also our free book on the kingdom of God, in addition to the article about the Christian gospel. Join us again as we continue with our investigation of Jesus' famous and favorite topic, the gospel about the kingdom of God.